Wherever cancer is, Hancock Health will fight. In any part of you and in all corners of East Central Indiana. From Indianapolis to Greenfield to Knightstown and beyond. From hospital rooms to family rooms, we fight. With technology and medicine. With care backed by the wisdom of Mayo Clinic. For you, for your family, and for your future. We fight cancer here. HancockHealth.org slash cancer. It's time to hear from you. Kendall and Casey present Voicemails. Brought to you by QC Kinetics for non-surgical regenerative medicine treatments at 317-559-PAIN. I'm so sorry you... 317-684-8444. 317-684-8444. That is the phone number if you would like to be on this very fabulous, highly acclaimed radio program. You can leave your message there. We do uh, obviously do the disclaimer that I'm the one who sorts through the voicemails. So you know what I want. You know what I like to hear. Anyone who rips on Holcomb or Todd Young or Mike Pence, you're going to move right to the front of the line. So plan accordingly. And uh, if you if you have something worthy of these just very fabulous heritage airwaves we'll we'll get you on the air all right jerry so we opened the show yesterday talking about how it is amazing in about two minutes tucker carlson ended the 23-year con that is mike pence yeah it was pretty amazing i mean it's just a quick little two-minute clip on twitter and it took off and the, the the sad part for pence was uh, Tuck met with all these people. So he met with Vivek. He had met with DeSantis. He met with everybody. And and basically, he yeah, P- Pence ended himself. Well, and this is what's interesting, because I, I said in, in two minutes, Tucker Carlson managed to finally get everyone to see what I've been telling them for 10 years. And that is that Mike Pence is an uninquisitive person, doesn't like to be challenged, and despite the rhetoric and bullcrap that that guy spews in his speeches, his actual record as a congressman and a governor is big government at big cost with little regard for actual accountability. And he showed that in that clip with Tucker Carlson. And now everybody finally sees it. And it appears agrees with what I've been telling them on this radio station for six plus years now. And in various other forums for the past 10 years because I was around Mike Pence and Mike Pence's people. I worked as the pharmacy board director under Mike Pence. I saw how the government operated under him. And finally, Jerry, finally, everybody else sees it too because he doesn't give a damn about what's going on in this country. He is wholly invested in Ukraine and making sure his buddies in the military industrial complex are absolutely taken care of. Yeah, and Tuck rubbed it in his face too. Hey, hold on, hold on. We have this problem, that problem, this problem. And his response to your point where he doesn't like to be challenged, it was almost like uh, he didn't even think about it. He said, that's not my concern. Immediately. Immediately, uh, let me remind you: you are running to to be the president of the country that you're not concerned with. Yeah, dude, get out of here. Game yeah. over. Well, and it, somebody pointed out, and, and I and I, uh, I saw where he's he's even having trouble even meeting enough donors to get to the. Yeah, and I'm, I'm torn to the, the basis. So isn't that wild? Let's get into that for a second. We have a phone call about this, which is why we're bringing it up. But isn't that wild? You have a guy who is a sitting vice president for for Donald Trump, right? Is this post J6 people upset that he didn't overturn the, that whole thing? Well, he can't get 40,000 
He's struggling to get 40,000 individual donors or the 200 donors in 20 states or all the rules. That's amazing because you should have such a built-in... It's like in the state of Indiana, when people run for public office, unless you're Todd Young, you have to get 500 signatures in all nine congressional well, you districts. You also have to answer for why you signed the omnibus bill unless you're Todd yeah, Young, Yeah, well, too, the, right, exactly. And and so, but it's like the, the customary thing is everybody signs for everyone because it's like a courtesy of, hey, I, don't, I may not support you, but I appreciate you being on the ballot. And it's like an unwritten gentleman's agreement. And you would think as the vice, former vice president, if you were remotely liked inside your party, there would be a gentleman's agreement of, yeah, we don't really care for Pence, but hey, we're helping everybody. So here's $10 and that'll help you get on the ballot. He's having trouble doing yeah. that. He yeah. he is. Mike Pence is so disliked inside the Republican Party. He's having trouble getting on the stage. This was, yeah, this was the ex-vice president. Can't even get on the debate stage. And I struggle with this, Jerry, because on one hand, I think it would be utterly hilarious if he failed to qualify. However, I need him to be on a stage with Trump. I do, too. That's must-see television. <laughs> must-see television. Uh, so we got a call, because we obviously talked a bunch about this yesterday, about uh, the ending of the 23-year con that is Mike Pence. Mike Pence, yeah, I have to just say this. I'm sh- I mean, we already figured it out this weekend. Mike Pence, I, I was making a big fuss out of it because it was just hilarious. Mike Pence just got destroyed, and I think his chances... Um, his polls are now going to go down to zero. Uh, that statement he made was absolutely stupid. That's not my concern. Uh, you're running for president of the United States, Mike, not president of Ukraine. So I think it was, you know, get on Tucker for pushing it, for pushing back and saying, look, cities are collapsing. The United States, our country has so many problems, yet you're con- more concerned about Ukraine than the United States. I mean, it pretty much, it was not a good day for Pence in Iowa. And not even Keel Brothers um, Oils can save them now. Yes. Uh, somebody made a great point, too. I was talking to, to somebody the other day, and they said, if you notice his body language during that, like he doesn't face Tucker. Yeah. He's very standoffish about being asked the question. And it's like, buddy, your opinion is your opinion, and you're entitled to have it. But the problem is, and I've dubbed these people, Jerry, the gravy train brigade. And they are the same people who have been around Mike Pence for 30 years, who have seen this guy as their meal ticket to avoid having to ever work a real job. And part of the problem with the gravy train brigade is that they have told him, basically what he wanted to hear. So he has no real people around him. Right. And I ran into this all the time when I was pharmacy board director. And this is where my eyes were open to what the government, the state government, the Republicans are, where you would have an issue and you would tell it to the people who were close enough to Pence to give it to him. Like, hey, here's this big issue and it's affecting everyone. And he needs to know about this because it needs to be fixed because people are, in this case, you know, it dealt with pharmacies, prescriptions, whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll uh, we'll definitely do that. And, you know, a week would go by and no response. And a week and a half would go by and no response. And two weeks would go by and no response. And then you would waste a whole, your entire day basically trying to realize, no, it wasn't that he didn't respond. It's that they wouldn't tell him because he was incapable of solving actual problems. And anything that looked remotely bad they wouldn't have that because the gravy train brigade depended upon this guy ascending to the next thing. In this case, the next thing was the presidency. And if he had to deal with actual stuff, 
He couldn't do it, which is why when something like RIFRA happened where he couldn't hide from it or just in the state-run news agency where he couldn't hide from it, he was an utter disaster because he doesn't know how to be challenged, and you saw it with Tucker Carlson. He reminds me of that. Have you ever seen that uh, that gif of the dog and the house is on fire and he's just drinking the coffee? <laughs> and he's like, I'm fine. It's fine. Like, that's that's Mike Pence, you know? <laughs> oh, that's great. All right. Um, by the way, so here is the other side of this. Once we get rid of Mike Pence, there is still another loser Pence out there amongst the ether, and that is Greg Pence. And he is still a congressman. And despite the fact that he ran Keel Brothers Oil Company, which left the taxpayers of this state with millions of dollars of environmental cleanup because of his mess, despite the fact that he left a bank holding the bag with millions of dollars of paper because he ran that thing into the ground, he just gets to wipe his hands of it and go be a congressman because he looks and sounds like his brother. And now the big rumor on the street is that Suzanne Crouch desperately wants to pick Greg Pence to be her running mate. For lieutenant governor. So once we get rid of Mike, once we're, which I think we're kind of almost to the point where we're done with him, we still got, it's like a horror movie where there's just, the villains just keep rising yeah. up and we can never get rid of this yeah. family. It's like old narcos. Like, hey, my son, my brother's now in charge of the cartel, right? All right. Um, we got a call that I think may be the dumbest call we've ever had on this show, and I had to play it because Jerry, you're here, you're downtown, you work downtown. The condition of the city, and I'll let you expand on this, it is not good, right? Correct. That's not some over-exaggeration. No, it's, That's not yeah. shock, shock jockeying. When I come down here, I'm surprised that it actually looks like this, to be honest with you. Yeah, I got asked the other day about, I was at the dentist office, and I was asked about the condition of downtown. And they said, well, have they put it back together? I said, physically, the buildings are back together. But this is a depressing, scary place yeah. in the middle of the day to walk around. Yeah, yeah. I uh, So I don't know the name of the intersection, but I do not recommend walking by that steak and shake. <laughs> it's like it's like a mini skid row. And, yeah. and I had never seen that before here. Like I always said, Indianapolis is a big city, but we don't have like big city. Like it's, I don't know as a father of daughters, how I would allow my kid, my daughter to, just her walking from the PNC parking garage to PNC tower on that yeah. mini skid row would be terrifying for anybody. I, I'm a man. I can't imagine being a young woman. So when we talk about the condition of Indianapolis, and I think it's great that you're here because you're a new independent voice. You work down here. You know, when, when Hammer or me or whatever say something, it's shock jug looking for ratings. No, it sucks. Right. It sucks and it's depressing. And as Hoosier lifers, it hurts us because this used to be a great place to be able to, to come and have fun. And and so when we talk about the condition of the city under Hogsett, we're not exaggerating. And we say it because we're serious and we say it because we want it fixed, because we want Indianapolis to be a place that people want to come. And boy, some some guy, he's very upset about our opinion of Indianapolis. Yeah, you know, the, uh, the violence in Indiana, the solution to that is very simple. If you're scared to go out of the house without your gun clutched to your chest like a security blanket, Stay home. If you live in Marion County, move to someplace where you think it's safer than here. Because I'm not afraid to walk downtown without a gun in my hand or any of this stupid stuff that you guys do. So, yeah, if you're scared, get out. Thank you. 
Why couldn't I say that to people about COVID? If you're scared to die of COVID, if you're scared to leave a house without your mask on, stay at home. Right? But I was called messed up if I said that. I love that so much. There's nothing we're going to do better than that. We're going like we're like George Costanza. We're going out on a high note. That's Jerry Lopez in for Casey. Hammers next. Kendall Casey Show on 93 WIBC.